do you want a business that's around 5, 10, 20 years from now? If so, there's certain things you need to do right now to make sure you reach those big milestones. Let's discuss it right now. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. All right, can I get a whoop whoop? Yes, we are here. You are here. I am here. Together again, it is fun to do these podcasts. So I'm excited to be here and talk to you about business, about dogs, about everything dog daycare. And I just want to thank everyone who has reached out to me and told me that you enjoy these and that they're valuable to you. Uh, That is the fuel that keeps me doing it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for for doing that. I appreciate it. I love feedback. I like to know, um, you know, what I can do to help you guys out more. So let me know what you want me to cover or if you want me to bring on any special guests. Let me know if you prefer guests over me blabbing for a while. Let me know. And whatever you want, I'm going to bring you more of that. So the only way I know that is if you let me know. You can always find me at fern at overdogdigital.com. Shoot me an email or in the uh, in our Facebook group, which if you're not a member of, I suggest you go join. Go over to Facebook and search the Dog Daycare Business Think Tank and I'll let you in. All right. And it'll be fun. It's a great group. All right. Today... We're talking about you building a business that is around for a while. You know, I kind of think of it as like a legacy business. So some people are in this for the short term. You know, you just want to, you know, do this for the next five, you know, couple years and then get out. Or maybe you're not even thinking big picture. This podcast is for people that want to do this long term. All right. You're in it because you love it and you, you can't see yourself doing anything else, you know, for the next decade or two. We want you to be in business, and not only in business, but actually profitable and happy, okay? There's nothing worse than struggling through a business you don't really like for, you know, 10 plus years. So we want to set it up so that you have a business that you enjoy and that is a pleasure to work in, all right? So we're going to talk about a couple things, a couple ways that you can do that to make sure that you're you're setting yourself up for that long-term success, because Success is not something I think, you know, especially when you're looking at companies that are around for for a long time, it's not accidental, all right? It's usually engineered and planned, so you need to plan for it. So the way to plan for it is to start now, today, all right? You have to prepare ahead. So let's talk about some ways. I think I have seven different things that I came up with here of ways you can set your business up now so that you're going to reach those milestones that you want, you know? The first thing I want you to do is to think long-term. You know, a lot of people don't put any thought to this. They're like, oh yeah, I should start a dog daycare. That sounds like a fun business. Without having a vision of where you want that to go. All right, and you want to be intentional about this stuff because if you don't, sometimes you go to places you didn't want or you haven't done the things you need to do to get to those 10-year, 20-year, 30-year milestones. So I want you to think big picture, all right? Have you mapped out in detail where you want to be, when you want to be there, 
and what it's going to take to to do it, to do it all, all right? You can't just hope, all right? Hope is a horrible plan. You need to be very smart about this and figure out what you need to do. I talked about goals on a previous podcast, so I'm not going to go into goal setting too much here, but you need, I want you to think, you know, at least a year, five years, and 10 years out. And some people, you're like, it's hard to even, you know, we just went through a pandemic. I can't even figure out what I'm going to do next week, let alone in 10 years. It's okay. We're not holding you to this, all right? If it doesn't work out the way, if you don't reach your goals, it doesn't work out the way you planned, it's totally okay. But it's the process of planning that's important, okay? You need to have a, a goal in your vision, you know, a target that you're shooting for because then you're way more likely to go to get there rather than just saying, let's just go, let's just go and hope we're going to end up in, a, in the, the place we want to. So I want you to really think about what your vision for your business is. Where do you want to be in the future? Um, what are your timelines? And then... Even though this is going to change over time, what do you think you're going to have to do to get you there? So that if you do these things or if these things happen, you should be able to make that, that you know, you want to be in business 10 years from now. This is what's going to, this is what's going to take. All right. How are you going to survive all the market ups and downs and competition and stuff? You know, what, what is it going to take to, to keep you going where you need to go? All right. So that's the first thing I want you to do is just think long term. And uh, you know, I mentioned I've mentioned this book a couple times, but there's a great book called The 7 Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey. It's one of the most sold business books ever. And in that book, uh, Stephen Covey they, he talks about what he calls like the four quadrants and um, and I think I've discussed this on a on a past podcast, but I just wanted to Go over it one more time because I think it's very relevant when you're trying to create this business that is around for a long time. Because what happens is a lot of people get stuck on the hamster wheel of just doing day-to-day stuff and they never get out of that, okay? So what he talks about with these quadrants is you have four different buckets of things, all right? You have quadrant one is things that are urgent and very important, okay? Then you have another quadrant, which is things that are important, but they're not that urgent okay they they're important but they can wait and then you have another quadrant which is things that are urgent but really not important okay and then finally you have stuff that's not important and not urgent also so um i'm just going to briefly talk about each of those uh, again not in too much detail because i know we discussed this already but i just want to highlight it because i find a lot of people get stuck in quadrant number one which is stuff that is urgent and important. And this is like putting out fires, okay? You're dealing with stuff like an employee calls out sick. That's urgent and important. I got to take care of that right now. Or you have a problem with a dog. A dog bites another dog or something. Yeah, that can't be put off. You got to deal with that, all right? So these are things that you have to deal with now. Now, obviously, you can't not deal with that. But a lot of people get stuck in that because they don't spend enough time in the second quadrant, which is things that are important but not urgent, okay? So if you focus all of your time and you, you, you don't want to do any, you don't want to find, you don't really want to spend much time in the other quadrants, which is stuff that is urgent and not important or not urgent and not important, obviously. But where you want to spend your time is the stuff that's in, not urgent yet important. Stuff like planning, okay? Stuff like making sure your staff is well-educated, 
okay? If your staff is well-educated on dog behavior, you tend to not have as much problems in the back. That way, you know, in the, where the dogs are playing and stuff because they're better equipped to handle it so you don't have the urgent, important dog bites and problems, okay? So to do that, you have to think ahead of time. It's important. It's not urgent because it doesn't seem like I have to do staff training today. You know, I just got to get through the day. But if you do the staff training, you don't have as much of that urgent problems. If you, you know, think about planning what you need to do for your future, then you tend to not be struggling day to day trying to figure out what you need, what, you know, what you have to do or at any given moment. So the key thing is you want to plan, spend time planning on things that you do today that is an investment in your time and sometimes your money that'll pay off in the future, okay? So that it makes everything in the future easier. I always tell people when I'm working with them in a dog training capacity or with a business, you want to invest today. You want to, The things you do today should make tomorrow easier. You don't want to take a shortcut today that may jeopardize the future. You have to invest today, whether it's your time, your money, your energy, but it's very important to keep you moving forward, all right? So that's those, you know, those four quadrants and stuff. And the other thing is regarding marketing, you got to have a marketing plan, all right? And a lot of people say, tell me, oh, I have so much business right now. You know, business is booming right now. Oh, that's great. You still need marketing if you want a long-term business because there's a recession coming. I have a feeling. Everybody is saying that that's coming. So those dogs are not going to be there pretty soon. If you don't have a plan and you don't have a marketing in place, it becomes very difficult and you'll never survive the downturn. So those companies, those businesses that when the pandemic hit, they already had, they're already doing marketing, especially digital marketing during the pandemic. Um, they survived well better than the ones that had no marketing plan and now they don't have dogs anymore and they don't know what to do um, because they have been doing no branding. They don't have any, they're not identified in the marketplace and now they're screwed. So market, you got to have a marketing plan always when times are good and when times are not so good. All right, everyone does it only when they need clients today. But remember, you want a business that's, a, that's around for well into the future so you have to plan the seeds, plant the seeds today that will give you, you know, you'll be able to produce stuff in the future. All right. Next up is you need to get organized. Okay. So many daycares are like, you know, put together by sweat and like by the seat of your pants uh, without being very intentional again. So you got to get organized. You want to create all kinds of systems and standard operating procedures so that everything runs smoothly and consistently. And if you want a business that's around a long time, making having that those systems allows you to create a very consistent experience for your customers and for your staff to make things run very smoothly and everyone knows what to expect, okay? That's gonna make your day-to-day -day easier so you're not putting out so many fires. So you have to take the time and get organized and create all these systems and procedures so that everything runs smoothly and that will help you scale if you wanna actually grow and get bigger, if that's part of your plan. Okay, next up is you need to build a good team, all right? That means you need to find good people, you need to hire them, then, here's a big one, you have to train them properly and then you wanna keep them for a long period of time. Staffing is a huge pain point uh, always for, you know, for this industry. And um, 
I think that that's something that needs to change, needs to change. And if I look at the clients that I'm working with that have been around for a long time, it's because they are doing things a little differently with staffing, okay? So there's a couple things you want to do. Number one is you want to create a culture that people want to be in. Okay, and so my buddy Patrick Lyons, and he was in a, you know, I brought him on a previous podcast. His, he is hired by big companies. You know, he works with companies everywhere from like five to 200 employees. All right, and he comes in, he helps them with strategy, execution, and one of his sweet spots is creating culture, creating a great culture that people really enjoy working at. All right, and he told me something that, that I always remember, and he said, if you don't create a company culture, you still get one, just not the one you want, okay? So think about that. Even if you're not being intentional about set about creating what you want your company culture, you get one by default, okay? And it may not be the one you want, all right? It's the one you get stuck with, okay? So you wanna make sure you're being really smart about creating a culture within your business that people are enjoying to be at, especially now. We're finding that, you know, a lot of these new generation of people coming into the workforce that money is not their prime motivation okay it's culture company culture okay and a lot of that there's a lot that goes into that um i don't have time to unpack all of that today uh, but you want to really be smart about creating a place and everyone says oh everyone loves to work for me and everything but what does that mean like why uh, like what is the what are the what is the culture? And it can't just be you're a nice person, all right? And you you pay the extra, and you you know it's got to be creating a really good culture from head to toe. All right, number the next thing you want to do, number two, when you're creating a good team, is to find your Spock. All right, in Star Trek, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Star Trek, when Captain Kirk was going down to the planet to investigate things, he left his baby, the Enterprise, his ship, not with just anybody with Spock, his first officer. He was the guy who got control of the ship and took over when he left. He was the only one he trusted to do that. Okay, and I find a lot of dog daycare owners are afraid to take vacation or go away for the day because they don't think anybody can handle running the place without him. Okay, that cannot happen. That's the quickest way to getting burned out. You will never survive five, 10 years if you are doing it that way. You will implode, I promise you. So you need to find somebody who you can trust and a lot of times it's somebody that you're gonna you can promote from within so somebody who's been with you for a little bit who's ready for a little bit more responsibilities you got to start to delegate i'm talking to one of my you know my marketing clients right now about that is you know she's going to be going on maternity she's gonna have her second baby in october so what we're doing is we're building her Spock, okay? So we found a staff member who's been there for a while, and over the next few months, she's gonna start delegating more and more to her, okay? So by the time she's ready to go off on maternity leave, she is well-equipped, her, her team member is well-equipped to handle things while she's gone, okay? She needs to be able, and you need to be able to take time away, to step away from your business and have not everything fall apart. And she's like, okay, well, when we get there, you know, I just wanna, but for the time I'm out on maternity leave, we just want to, you know, we just want to make sure we're, we, we're just like, we just, everything can hold as it is until I get back. And I'm like, no, we're going to set things up so that the business grows while you're away. Okay. And, you know, as we were talking, she's like, yeah, 
Yeah, that's what we need to do. Of course, we don't want just things to pause while you're away. We want the business to thrive. So we have to set that up. And the way to, first way to do that, in addition to creating all these systems and SOPs and stuff, is to find your first mate, the, the person that you can trust to handle things while you're gone. All right? So you got to find your spot. And you have to learn how to manage people effectively. It amazes me that people get into this business with zero business experience and they just decide to wing it, okay? You're not going to have a business around for 10 plus years by winging it. You need to get, you need to figure out what to do. So you need to learn how to manage people, okay? It is a very specific skill set, all right? That not, it's not common knowledge. It's not, you know, second nature. So you need to make sure you're developing that in yourself, all right? And I'll come back to that in a second, but... Um, because this is such a horrible topic in the, this industry with staffing and everything, uh, my buddy Patrick from Culture by Design, who I just talked about earlier, I've kind of convinced him uh, to do a workshop. All right, so we're going to put together a workshop, which um, I think is going to be virtual. I'd love to do it in person, but I know it's easier for people to do things virtually than having travel and stuff. And I'm thinking it's going to be maybe like a four weeks program or something where we meet for like 90 maybe 90 minutes every every week for you know four to six weeks. And we give a lot of information on how to hire people, how to find them, how to hire them properly, doing behavior-based interviewing, and how to create a good company culture. This is Patrick's sweet spot. So he's going to teach you exactly how to create a culture. That's awesome. How to deal with conflict and keep people long-term. All right? It's going to be really cool. And I think this is so needed in this. That's why I'm in this in this industry. And that's why I'm very excited that I was able to convince him to do it. So details will be that will be coming about that uh, soon. So keep, uh, keep your emails. Look out for those emails or in the Facebook group. All right. Next up is to invest in yourself and your business. All right? Now, I talked about, you know, if you don't know how to manage people, you got to figure out how to manage people. Well, it means you have to learn some new school, new skills, possibly. So you should be investing. I think I heard, uh, who said this? Was it Jim Rohn or something? said, you should be investing 10% of your income back into yourself. Okay, so that means you personally, as a human being, you should be investing in personal development, in leadership skills. You should be finding education, reading books, taking courses, all kinds of stuff to improve what you do. If you don't know how to properly manage people or maybe it's not going so well, there are people who know how to do it. There are resources available to you. The cool thing about the age that we live in, if you want to know something, it's a search term away, all right? It's not hard to find information. It is out there. So you want to invest not only in your own you know, education, but also you want to invest in your business. So make sure that you're reinvesting stuff into your business. And I think that every person listening to this podcast should have a coach. All right, you should have a coach. If you want to, you know, have a business around for a long time, you need somebody to guide you there. Do it on your own. Yeah, you'll probably do it maybe with a lot more stress. Maybe it'll take you a lot longer. But if you just have someone to help you through it, it would be so much easier. So I am never without a coach. I have one now. And I don't think I'll ever, ever since I hired my first coach, which seemed like a hard thing to do at the time because it was a lot of money and I had you know no prior experience to understand. But as soon as I did, I realized, 
oh my God, this is so much easier with somebody helping me who kind of can, can stop me from making stupid mistakes and greatly shorten my learning curve that since then I have spent more and more on coaching every year, basically. Uh, every time I think, wow, that coach is really expensive, the next coach I hire is more expensive because it's so valuable, okay? And that's why I always have a coach. So make sure you invest in yourself. Uh, next up is to constantly strive to improve and innovate, okay? You never want to just rest. So like a lot of people will say, yeah, business is booming right now. I'm good. And you think you don't have to do anything because you have so many customers, okay? You'll see businesses around for long term constantly improve and innovate, all right? They're never settled with just where they good where they are because things are going to change because competition is coming up. What worked, what got you where you are now may not get you the next step. Or this is fine now, but then as competition comes in, if you're not willing to improve and innovate, somebody's going to come in, a competitor, and they are. And they're going to take all your customers because you are sitting back while they are moving forward. So you want to constantly strive to innovate and to try to make improvements even when things are good. Okay, I say especially when things are good. Okay, you want to be on the curve of what's happening. You want to be like cresting that wave. You don't want to be behind the times and stuff. Okay, that's why you hear me talk about training a lot. I've done a lot of podcasts about training and daycare. That is the future. Enrichment and training within daycare is the future. Those of you who are on the top of that curve, the front of it, are going to find yourself in business for a long time to come. If you don't evolve, you go extinct. All right. Um, so one of my favorite, my favorite uh, entrepreneurs of all time is Walt Disney. He never was satisfied. He was always trying to improve it. He'd always call it plussing. Okay, we did something we've never done before. Nobody's ever done this before. It's amazing. How do we plus it? How do we improve it? He's constantly trying to improve everything he did. And it's just amazing. And look what he was able to create. Disney's been around for decades and decades, even after he passed away. So that is a legacy business, all right? And that's because he always was trying to, to be on the edge of improving everything and, and really doing everything he can. I mean, one of the ways to stay on top of things is to attend conferences, which we talked about in a couple of podcasts ago. Um, that's a great way to learn new stuff, find out what others are doing to keep you ahead of things. I always feel like when I'm looking out, when I'm speaking at a conference, which is my favorite thing to do and I'm meeting people, I can always see that this is like the top 5%. Okay, These are people that are really motivated to do the best they can and to to be at the top of their game. And it's no doubt that no reason why those, it's obvious to see, I should say, why why everyone there is very successful. So um, I love that. Um, Next, you wanna make sure you're providing an unbelievable customer experience, okay? Customer experience will beat your competitors regardless of what facility they have, about the materials, about the bells and whistles, about the flashy stuff they have. If you create a great customer experience, you will beat any competition that comes in your way. And this industry is getting more and more competitive. And it's only gonna continue because there's so much big business in it. So this industry is, is on the rise. That means competitors are gonna pop up all the time. You need to make sure you're really customer focused. Okay, good service, you know, but 
not only good service, but also a great connection with customers, all right? And a lot of that is about making sure that even if you're large, you're creating a personal experience that people know that they care and just simple over-deliver, okay? You want to make sure you're, you're always, it's always better quality over quantity, okay? Because you know, quantity is short-term thinking. If you're just going for numbers, let's get as many dogs in here as possible, let's get them in and out of everything, that might get you some money and success short-term, but we're talking about a business that's around for decades. Quality over quantity will get you there. So you don't want to go for quantity at the sacrifice of quality. All right, That's never going to create a business around for a long term. That's a big mistake people do. They think bigger is better. And bigger is better if you can create the same level of, of, of quality for your customers. Um, but it's horrible if the quality dips. All right, So that's as companies start to scale... You have to make sure that that level of service is, you know, what it was when you were smaller. Um, so you're always trying to figure out how do I increase that customer experience? How do I make customers as happy as possible? Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. Those are the things that I wanted to to chat about. Um, uh, to those are the things I think you know. Looking at the companies that I work with and the, the successful ones, the ones that have been around for a long time. And I can kind of see their trajectory and even the ones that are new, but I can tell they're, they're going to be here for a long time. Like I'm working with a couple of daycares right now that are, you know, within two years of opening. And I can tell that these are going to be the industry leaders and really expanding in the next decade. And I'm excited to be a part of their journey, but it's a lot of it because they're doing a lot of this stuff. Like, like I would say success leaves clues. You know, it's not a random thing. If you know what to look for, you can see all the ingredients there, okay? So look at your business, honestly. Look at what the thing, decide what you really want. And if you do want this business to be around for a long time, then let's make sure you're doing everything you can today to set that up so that not only is inevitable, but it's easy, okay, or easier, all right? Okay, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. It was a pleasure as always. Um, if you need, uh, if you're looking for a coach, hey, I'm happy to, to help you. Um, I have both my, you know, my private um, consulting as well as the inner circle group coaching, which is great for you smaller daycares who still need some guidance. Um, reach out to me, fern at overdogdigital.com. And I can tell you all about that. If you want to learn about the inner circle, you can just go to overdogdigital.com forward slash inner hyphen circle. All right, but I love working with you guys and I'm excited to, uh, to watch you guys grow in the next decade or so. All right, have an epic day, build an epic business, and I will see you soon. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule a time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.